In this session, we're continuing our discussion on barriers. Our focus remains on internal barriers, things inside our own thinking that can stand in the way. But these are also affected by external pressures, like deadlines. You know, I struggle, I think, to this day when when it comes to, you know, things like uh, prioritizing study when I've got family commitments and things like that. So it's 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 a constant battle, and you know the the, the inclination is to go, you know, I'll look after my family uh, concerns first. Inevitably, when I get to that point where I'm cramming that assignment or doing that last piece of activity. I always feel as though when I, when I get to the point that I'm, I'm actually getting into it, I always feel that I wish I'd started this earlier. But if, you know, if I could, I would start early, get things accomplished early so that I have time to reflect on that work with other people, to tie up loose ends and to do things well. Managing competing demands is one of life's most difficult and unrelenting pressures. It's a problem we can never really completely solve. But it is something we can learn to manage better with some techniques and task planning. And so your comments there also bear out the importance of getting as early a start as you possibly can. Because it buys you time to spread out the work. You can keep coming back to it when you've got pockets of time you can spare. My brother used to say when when I was doing jobs with him, he was helping me build a stone wall once. And he would say to me, you know, the, the, the difference between a great job and a, and a mediocre job is just a little bit more time. And I think that's true. I think just bringing a bit of time to the activity is very important. Um, the, the difficulty then, I think, is judging how much time is required. And that's the bit that I still get wrong. And Chris, I've been learning through Agile Project Management this, this idea, and it's based in science, this idea that humans are not very good at estimating things, and we're not. So... What they do in project management to help you estimate is that they look at what's my experiences in the past and compare this thing that's coming up and what I know about this thing coming up compared to my experience in the past. So rather than say, I think I can do this in two hours, you go, the last time I did this, it took me four hours and this is the result that I get. This time I want this result. It's going to take me six hours. I want. I would need to at least give it more. So I think... Learning from those experiences by comparing what's happened in the past is very important, I think, because as humans, we aren't very good at judging what's required. Yeah, you're right. Again, I I think this is something everyone can relate to, you know, that we do tend to underestimate. As a barrier, it's an example of what we call an unrealistic expectation. One of the biggest pitfalls people face when they start study is underestimating the amount of work and time it's going to require. It does make this period a critical one for many, but when we do delay, then unrealistic expectations can swing the other way and we can begin to exaggerate and I'll even say catastrophize. When we get into this zone of, oh my goodness, I can't possibly do this in the amount of time. You can spend a lot of time in a zone of dread from which it's really hard to make a start. I usually find, Chris, that one of the issues in just getting started is that you know there's this world of activity that's going on around me that's, that has my attention. 
and rightly so, you know, it, it can be relationships and it can be, you know, family, it can be the other aspects of my life that I want to fulfill, you know, whether that's, you know, sport or whatever it might be, allocating some time to a lot of initial work that perhaps isn't productive and changing that flow. It's what I feel and it takes a lot and it's, it's difficult, I think, to have a mindset to do that. I think to start off on a new activity and get your mind focused on that new activity. Recently, I came across this tool, Pomodoro, and people are becoming increasingly aware of Pomodoros. And it's it's basically putting yourself in a space where I'm going to dedicate, say, 25 minutes to an activity. I get into that and knowing that after 25 minutes, I'll then dedicate five minutes to just reflecting, breathing, having a cup of tea, whatever it is, and getting back into it. And once I'm into that, you know, kind of past that, that um that that concern for switching into a new area i become part of that new activity and easily dedicate time to it and after 25 minutes i find that i'm on a flow and i can i I wouldn't necessarily need to stop but i but i do now have a break and then get back into it so uh i'm finding these pomodoros helpful that's really good michael and it's similar to the approach i use and promote small study sessions often with this system comes a commitment and some planning to schedule some short units of time to make a start. So I'll sit down, make a start on an assignment, and it's a commitment that's not too big. It's something that feels achievable. And in as little as 15 minutes or so, you find yourself in a zone or a flow, and you've cracked this nut of procrastination and a zone of dread. That's great, Chris. That, that's how I feel too. I, I feel like once, once I've made that start, I'm in that place. I'm then starting to collect, you know, some wins and, and feel, you know, like you're talking about uh, you know, the, the concern about uh, it becoming a catastrophe. And I think it, you know, it feels like a catastrophe when you haven't made that start. And so once, you, once you've made the start, you, you, can, you can look back and go, look how far I've come. You start to be able to connect ideas together because you've already contemplated things. I think another thing, Chris, too, is because when you're entering into new ideas when you're studying, I think it's good to be able to connect things to ideas that you have from your own experience. It's a good way to learn is to be able to say, what is my life experience? How would I apply this in my own context? And when you do that, you start to have more of a sense of accomplishment of, of what you're learning as well. What you've just touched on there is active or engaged learning. If we can get ourselves interested in whatever the topic or the task is, then we've overcome the obstacle of only being able to see what's in front of us as unappealing and demotivating. It tends to disempower, suck and deplete our energy rather than empower and energise. But taking the wheel by taking an active interest in what you're doing makes life much more rewarding and motivating. The idea with active learning then is that we take ourselves to the learning situation and try to make sense of it in terms of how does it relate to my life? How does it relate to my goals? And how do my past experiences and existing knowledge help me understand and see applicability And how could it help me with future employment? 
And that, so that would help with that negative thinking that we were we were thinking about as well, Chris. You know that, you know, it's because you're putting yourself in it. You're you're valuing your role in this education process. So it's a much more positive thinking process, and we're probably more likely to proceed with our studies rather than take that catastrophic view that this is not for me. You know, because um, learning is for all of us, isn't it? Really, I could not agree more, Michael. This idea of breaking a task down into smaller bite-sized pieces and getting an early start so we can come back often, it allows us to focus on one section or aspect at a time. And it's a great way to make a start. And by making a start, we're creating momentum. If you can just sit yourself down with some quiet, dedicated time and come back tomorrow and do the same thing, The pressures and stress will lift as you feel as though you're getting somewhere in life. To be continued.